Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Leadership to Wealth podcast. Today, that's going to be a whole lot of doom and gloom. Sorry about that. We're going to talk about this garbage mortgage charter that uh, that Freeland has brought up. We're going to talk about uh, what's going on in the market, why we're seeing downturn, what the impacts are of these higher interest rates. We're going to talk about the need to restructure your finances. And here's another episode of the Leadership to Wealth podcast. And to protect Canadians who are struggling with their mortgage payments at a time of higher interest rates, today I am announcing the new Canadian Mortgage Charter. The Canadian Mortgage Charter details the tailored mortgage relief that Canadians need and can expect from their banks if they are in financial difficulty. Our goal is to help Canadians through an incredibly challenging time by making sure Canadians have the support they need to afford their mortgages and keep their homes when renewing at a time of higher interest rates. And we're committed to taking further action if necessary. I don't have to make any predictions. I don't even have to talk about my gut feelings. When you, when you look at the track record of this government, every time they bring something in into force, they always bring what they're really going for later on down the road. They, they've done this over and over again for the last eight years. That's that's just been their M.O., their modus operandi. Whatever they bring in is not the final piece. They will bring in something else later on down the road. I'm not making a prediction. Uh, this is not a gut feeling. This is just the way that they do business. Every time, it's every single thing they've done, they've started in one place and then they move to another. We're... Budgets don't balance themselves. We're we're not worried about that. We're going to take care of these other things. Now they're trying to balance the budget. Oh, but they're not actually trying to balance the budget. As they're as they are tightening up in one area, they're spending money in other areas. This is just the way that they've operated on an ongoing basis. They'll and what we've seen from this government is that they will blame it on external factors not on their own policy creation, their own mandates. They'll, they'll go and lay the blame on something else. That has been the MO of this government. That's what, we're, that's what we've gotten used to seeing from this government, is they bring in initial measures, whatever they're, they're telling you, and they, they cast a very wide net. But then they come back and they add things to that in in its existence, things that it was never meant to cover or aren't necessarily beneficial. I mean, we saw the whole, uh, the bills regarding, sorry, we don't want to call it censorship, but they called it Canadian content. And now what are we seeing? They're actually censoring Canadians. Lots of people are actually going through their social media and they're seeing items and news that they're not able to access because now this new uh, bill has cut them off from that. And we're seeing 
outlets that aren't providing the content because they are limiting and they want to charge them for the content that they're passing on to us. It would be like stopping phone calls from coming to your house because they don't like the country that, that it's coming from. So you can't get any, you can't get any phone calls from that country. Now that was never what they outlined. They actually said, no, it's not meant to do that, but that's exactly what it's doing. And so I really, as I'm looking at this, I'm waiting for the next shoe to drop. What are they really going to bring out in their Canadian mortgage charter that now really hamstrings Canadians and, and their mortgages and their financial future as a result of the things that they add into there? And meanwhile, trying to, trying to say that it's going to be for your benefit. They just want a lot of people to hear that they're doing something, but then later on when they do whatever it is that they actually want to do, it's usually just the next shoe to drop. Here, here's the challenge. Canadians do need some type of relief. They do need some type of answers, some type of clear pathway to be able to figure out what's next for them. That's the, that's the challenge. It's not that everything is so hard. It's that we need to have an idea of what the future is going to be so that people people can make decisions, so that Canadians can make decisions. And with a announcement like this, they're not giving you any information to actually make any decisions. They're making it sound like they are, but they're not giving you anything to, to base any of your decisions on. So every decision that Canadians are going to make are either going to be wait and see or fear-based. Each one of us has to work with what's actually in place here and now. We have to be able to make decisions with what information we actually have. And so when you get this kind of broad conversation that's happening, it doesn't give you anything more to make a decision on. So at least a professional that has some type of track record knows what legislation is in place, what rules are in place. They can actually give you some advice based on your specific decision. And if they're not giving you that, then you're probably talking to the wrong individual. You want someone that can actually give you based on the rules and regulations in place right now, what to expect and how to make a decision, not based on some sort of hope and idea of what maybe might come down the road. Hopefully if they go ahead and, and do some, some changes. You've got to be able to make decisions here and now based on what the market is doing and the direction that it's moving. Okay, so the Financial Post here, it's a good story. I, I actually read this uh, study from TD Economics. I actually read it. Uh, Canada's mortgage crunch is already hitting the economy and it's going to get worse. Canadians now putting more of their income into debt than Americans just before the great financial crisis. What TD is pointing out, again, they're only pointing out primarily for their concerns and mortgages on their books. So the numbers primarily are around their own information. What they're saying is quite simple. They're saying that people have less money to spend because they're spending more money on mortgage debt, 
and then on inflation, the cost of all the goods that people have to buy. They're actually choosing, one of the things that they go into in the actual report is they talk about people are actually choosing what they spend their money on, realizing that they can't buy everything they need or want. And so we're seeing more and more people getting to the getting to the cash register and putting stuff back. Why is that? Because more money is having to go to pay their mortgage. And people are trying to figure out what meals do I have to skip? I actually just spoke to a, a lady just the other day who they literally are trying to decide, do I have a meal now or do I have a meal later? And this is a real effect for people because when your mortgage goes from fourteen, fifteen hundred dollars, two thousand dollars a month to four thousand dollars a month or more, people don't have that extra two thousand dollars for starters. A lot of people don't have that for starters. Then, secondly, if they do have it, now they're not spending it in other places. So. What's the impact? The impact is that all these other businesses that they would have spent money on, uh, these services that they would have spent money on, these products that they would have spent money on, nobody has the money to spend on. Now, what this statistic doesn't show you is there are a whole lot of Canadians that have very small or no mortgages. And for them, most of this impact is minimal. Because they've got enough discretionary spending, disposable income, as you would call it, that they're able to weather this storm. But anyone that's living in a high-density population area, any major urban city where they watched as home prices skyrocketed, they're having a real difficult time because of something called the law of large numbers. Once you get to these larger and larger numbers, People just cannot make up those payments when they go up, when the interest goes up incrementally, it's a massive difference in what you have to put out on a monthly basis. Now, here's the other impact. Yes, people aren't going to have as much food. They're not going to buy as much things. They're going to have to scale back on their Starbucks. But we know one other impact is people are going to have less money to invest whether it be the stock market, whether it be into different investments, they're not going to have that money to be able to cover. And we know that there were a whole number of people that tried to buy investment properties over this last run. And those properties are not cash flowing right now. And so unless you decide to turn around and get your finances in order, cut whatever you got to cut, you're not going to be able to make those payments. And so we're seeing added to the housing market right now, we're seeing that surplus, those properties that people cannot afford to hold on to, including investors, or they thought they were investors. They're not able to hold on to it because they don't have that spending room anymore to be able to cover those losses. And so they're putting those properties back up for sale. They're willing to take less just to get it off their books, to get it off of uh, their expenses. I watched just recently someone selling a property that they bought last year for $1.1 million and they've now sold it for 800000 They walked away from 300000 Why? Because they couldn't carry 
the ongoing monthly expense. And so we're watching as into the new year, this is going to be an impact on the Canadian economy and what people have to spend, whether it be on products and services or whether it be investing back into the stock market. One other thing that this, that this points to that is not really being discussed is that as the rates have gone up, the first set of mortgagees, uh, mortgagors that we've seen, people, the homeowners, the first set that have been impacted are the people who had variable rates. The people with locked in mortgages, fixed rates, they were in, it didn't bother them as the rates were going up because they already had whatever locked in amount. But we know that a large amount, and this is why you're seeing from the major banks, they're increasing their cash reserves because they know that a large number of mortgages are coming up for renewal. And they're coming up for renewal at interest rate costs, many cases double, sometimes triple what they're paying currently. And so there's going to be huge numbers of people into the new year that are going to start getting impacted by this that were not impacted over this last period. They had a five-year fixed, three-year fixed. Now all of those mortgages are coming up for renewal and they are searching, scrambling for what they're going to do to try to figure that out. The Bank of Canada estimates that 40%, 47% of all mortgages will have renewed at higher rates by the end of this year and 65% by the end of next year. 47% of all mortgages. We're not talking about what those mortgage balances are. We're not talking about um, what their loan to value is, how much that mortgage is versus the, the value of their property these days. Okay, great. For 47% of Canadians, their mortgages are taken care of. They're fine. 65%. So more than half of Canadians they're expecting to be hit with these new rates by the end of next year. That means that 65% of Canadian homeowners are going to get slammed next year. So whatever effects we've had have been had by a smaller percentage of Canadians, less than 50% of Canadians. So more than 50% of Canadians are going to get hit next year, according to their statistics. From what we've actually seen coming up from the banks, a lot of that is over the next few years. But, but right now, if according to the Bank of Canada's estimates, the majority of that is going to happen next year. And quite frankly, if that actually occurs, it will be a massive hit to the economy. Because how many of that 65% are not going to be able to afford those new higher rates. They locked in at, or they got rates at 1.5, 1.7, And now they're getting rates at 6%, 6.5% on mortgages. Three times the amount? Look, it doesn't take any rocket scientist to know that there's a whole bunch of people that are going to have to sell their house and downsize because they can't afford these mortgages. Unless, of course, 
they stretch out amortizations. And for another, instead of a 25-year or 30-year mortgage, they're going to push it out for 40 years, 50 years, which means a lot of these Canadians are going to be paying nothing but interest for the next foreseeable future and putting nothing towards principal.